From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's up, fam? Welcome back to Whoa, That's Good Wednesday. Y'all, I am so pumped because next week, my book, Live, comes out. I have been so excited for you guys to get this in your hands. Live is a book all about life, and I hope that when you read it, you just feel so renewed right where you're at in your life. But if you want to get this book like right now, it's actually possible to be the first one to get it. So get it on pre-sale. What you're going to do is go to liveoriginal.com slash book, and you can buy my book today on pre-sale and get it the day that it comes out. I really hope that this book meets you right where you're at, and I know that it'll just pour life over you. Okay, also, on another note, because I'm really pumped about a lot of things right now, I know you will be too, because this week we have a very, very special guest. I know she has literally mentored the world, but today she's going to one-on-one mentor us. We have Miss Beth Moore coming on the podcast. Y'all, this is such a dream, because whenever I started to think about wanting to become a speaker, like the only reference I could think of at the time, just because I didn't really know very many people being from such a small town, was Beth Moore. Oh yeah, that's what Beth Moore does and that's what everybody would say when I said I wanted to preach and so I've looked up to Beth Moore for a long time as I know a lot of you have and she is just as good as she seems I'm telling you you're going to be so encouraged from this conversation could not be happier to be sitting across this table looking in your beautiful face <laughs> so with those fun. headphones on. I know these headphones are a real fashion trend. <laughs> yes, they really are. These big, huge mics. The new earrings. Yes. <laughs> but no, I'm so excited for real. I've looked up to you for a long time and it's just such an honor to get to have a conversation. But I got to say, thank you seriously for like pioneering the way for women's ministry because whenever I was a senior in high school, I started to feel like a call that like I was going to go into ministry. So I knew the first year I wasn't going to go to college. And I thought maybe I'll just take a gap year and I'll just see like, I'll say yes to what God's calling me. I'm not really sure. So people were asking me like, where are you going to college? I'm like, you know, I'm not going this year. I'm kind of taking a gap year. I think I'm going to go into ministry, going around and like speaking at different places. And everybody would be like, Okay. Um. Oh, like Beth Moore does. Oh, and so, Sadie. Yes. I, I love that. I love that. And you know, it's an odd thing when you're trying to just feel your way yeah. along with Jesus because you really don't know how it's going to look. Yeah. And here's what I'll say to you because he does it every single time. Yeah. It gives them a place to put you, some kind of category to put you in. But what's wonderful is for your big sisters to be able to say to you, but you know what? Thank God you don't have to be a cookie cutter of anybody (laughs) else. 
I am this blend of all my mentors. Yeah. I had about four primary mentors. I feel like I'm kind of a couple of tablespoons of this one and yeah. then more of a half a cup of this one that yeah. really spent a And, you know, because you become this combination of, of all of so these true. people. That's so funny you say that because whenever they would say that, I would look at you and I'd be like, oh, yeah, um, well, she's really good. Like, she's really got it going on the way that Lord uses her. And I'm like, I'm just a senior in high school. But yes, that is the way that I'm going. I remember one day I told my mom, I said, Mom, everybody's been saying like, like Beth Moore. And I said, and Beth Moore is just so awesome. And mom said, baby, she said, you don't have to be Beth Moore. You're going to be Sadie Robertson, but learn from her and all those things. And all the big sisters. But I want to tell you something. I admire you. You're in the thick of it and you're doing the thing. (laughs) And so you need to know that I am so thankful and and it will be a friend to you. It truly will. It will be a friend to you that you respect your big sisters. But I want you to hear that your big sisters respect you. Oh, thank you. And we see you. We see you and acknowledge the gift of God on you. So it's a fun thing. Thank you. That means the world, literally. So I want to ask you the question we ask everybody on this podcast, and that's what's the best piece of advice you've been given? And the reason we ask that is because, you know, we look up to so many people who sit on the other side of this microphone and everybody, all my friends were like, you get to know them, you get to talk to them. Like, what's the advice that they give you? And so I wanted to start this podcast so that you could give them the advice. I could probably take any one of five, six different examples, and those would have been things that really, really marked the way I walked. But one thing, especially for what I do, which is very similar to what you do in that we're on the road, we go, and one of the women that really poured into my life said to me early on, I would not have been quite as young as you, but I was not much older than you are. She could tell already because I was beginning. By the time I was 25, I was formally speaking at uh, various places. I would have been doing it before then, but I don't know that it would have been considered a real formal way of doing it where you really are part of a keynote program and that kind of thing, about 25. And she said to me early on, Beth, stay attached to the local church. Hmm. And I have done that mm-hmm. all of my entire ministry life. And it's done many things for me, many things. But one primary thing is it's kept me from thinking that social media is what the church looks like yeah, today. Yeah, that's good. I really am plugged into a real one. Like We had a, a little guy that was injured this week, one of our families at church. And so I've gotten to be part of prayer toward him. I know what's going on in my church. I know what women's Bible studies are taking place. I know what events are coming up. I know where we're building on and and restructuring some things. And Mm -hmm. that's so so much safety to me because it's easy to get detached and forget that you are part of a community. Right. Everything now is personal, individual branding. Yeah. And that is just not the way God yeah. called the church yeah. to operate. So it's been a very, very important thing because it's kept me from looking out there and getting cynical. Yeah. Because it's like, is this the church? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I go to one where I really do see people praying over one another That's at awesome. the altar and see them collect money for missions 
And so, God, thank you. That was early on, and that That's has awesome. been very important to me. That's so good. And even for those who are listening, you know, you might follow me on Instagram. You might follow Beth on Instagram and all these pastors, and that's so good. But still, get plugged into a local oh, church. 100%. 100%. And you're not going to— Sadie, we need to tell them. You're not going to find the perfect one. Yeah. So get that so out of true. your head. Find a Bible-teaching, preaching one, and then get in there, and instead of waiting for them to realize that you're important, important. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, write, uh, I want to go to a church that makes me feel important. <laughs> you know, just go hold doors, hand out stuff. Yeah. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestseller, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season, and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. 
Every summer adventure series with Kiwi Co. is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from Kiwi Co. has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but Kiwi Co. does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The Kiwi Co. Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks depending on your schedule if you like it all at once that's great or space it out a little bit build the best summer ever with kiwi co get 20 percent off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash sadie rob summer that's 20 percent off your summer adventure at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o.com slash sadie rob summer Go serve at tables. Go help out with the kids' ministry. Yeah. There's a way to get involved. But yeah, that is a harbor in yeah. a storm. Wow, that's awesome. So you kind of talked about how you started ministry really young, like yeah. 25. I actually saw that you started your ministry in like 1994, yes. Living Proof. That's when we incorporated. Okay, that's amazing. So you've been doing this for years. And here we are, Live Original. We just started like four years ago. Yes. I'm 22. So just being ahead of me, what's some advice that you could give somebody starting in ministry. Oh, I can't wait to tell you that. Because <laughs> okay, I, I, really I can't wait either. <laughs> I really can't put that in a nutshell. That's because awesome. I love the main age group that you're serving through your podcast, because I'm assuming like 18 to yeah. 25, yep. uh, late 20, something like that. And those years could not have been more critical for me because I was 18 when I sensed the call of God. Mm, awesome. I had received Jesus as my Savior as a much younger kid and made it public. That's the way we do in, in my tradition. But at 18, I sensed the call of God on my life. And it was not a moment before and then that moment. I mean, it wow, really was. Awesome. And yet, if you ask me, try to define exactly what happened. I didn't hear an audible voice. I did. Yeah. But I knew. That's and I mean, awesome. it was a moment I will never, ever forget yeah. where it just felt like the Holy Spirit had just surrounded me. I was in college. I was between my freshman and sophomore year of college. And I was at a camp sponsoring a group of sixth grade girls at a missions camp. And it was just early in the morning. There was, a, you know, I wish I could say it was out on looking at a mountain at <laughs> No, I was in a concrete bathroom about to brush my teeth in a cabin with girls asleep in a bunkhouse. Wow. I mean, that's where it was nothing fancy about it, but the Spirit of God fell on me there. And somehow I knew your future is His. I knew if I had to put words to it, you are mine. Wow. Your future is mine. And so here's the thing I was. 18, I'd been serving my church, very involved in church all my life and serving church since I was 12 and out of vacation Bible school. But I thought, well, what do I do? Mm -hmm. I was on my way. I was in pre-law, which I did finish that degree. I didn't know what else to do because I didn't have any instructions. It's just your mind. Your future is mine. So I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to go into government. All of a sudden, all that was off, and I just got my teacher's certificate. I thought, I'll just get everything I can because I don't know where this goes. But because I didn't know where it would go because I didn't know what a woman could do. Mm-hmm. I surrendered. I cannot say how important this was and how this has carried me. I keep looking back and think how at 18 could I have had the wherewithal to know this, but I just followed Jesus. Mm-hmm. My call was to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It was not to a particular position yeah. or kind of ministry. Yeah. And if anybody said, well, what do you feel called to? 
Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. that was it. All I know is I'm going with him. Yeah. And so wow. what if we do that? For those of you listening, let me tell you what a difference that makes. Because the Lord reserves the right to take you places that you are not, you've got this vision of what this is going to look like. And some parts of your life are not going to look at all like that. You're going to think that I thought I surrendered to ministry. And why am I now working at Starbucks? Why am I now? Wait, I was supposed to do this. You don't understand wherever he takes you. Yeah. Because where you are is with Jesus. Your calling was not that you were let me put it this way. I felt like one time, I've never heard him out loud, not ever, but when the Holy Spirit just like makes something yeah. real clear in your heart. And so we use language to try to yeah. express what a feeling felt like. But I felt like there was somewhere along the way that the Holy Spirit was really whispering in my heart, if I hear you say you're called to speak one more time, I'm mm. going to pull every hair out of your head. Mm. You know, because it was kind of like, you know what you're called to do? You're called to follow me. That's, That's awesome. it. That's it. And so that I would say to anyone. And the other thing, and I'll make this brief. I've got a lump in my throat as I say it, because this is the most meaningful thing in my life. It not only was meaningful to me then, it is the most meaningful thing to me today. Pray one thing above all other things. It is the thing that I pray for my children. It's the thing that I pray for my grandchildren. It's the thing that I pray for those that are under any kind of ministry influence that I have. Pray every one of you listening for a heart to love Jesus, mm. because there is nothing you would not do for love. Yeah, That if your heart is caught up with him, if your primary affections are set on Christ, then when he calls you to a hard obedience, when people say to me, Beth, please don't quit, I'm not going to quit. Yeah. Unless Jesus is quitting. Has Jesus quit? Because when Jesus quits, I'm going to quit because I'm in it with him and my affections are set on him. And so because I love him, he himself is worth laying down some yeah. things. You know, I come from a life of sin. Sadie, I don't have your background. Mm-hmm. I mean, my life was a train wreck. Mm. So I had to lay down some, I mean, habitual sin mm-hmm. and a habitual way of doing relationships. But he was so worthy of it. Wow. And because he's one I love more than anything in this world. Wow, that's beautiful. Come on, following Jesus. And it's so cool because even when you read the Gospels and all the disciples like Jesus, the call was follow me. Follow me. It was that simple. And then they fell in love with him. Fell Do in you love, love with me? Him. Yes, Do you follow love me? me. Yes. And so I love that you said it was in that 18 to 25 that was the most important because I think a lot of times the world looks at the 18 to 25, the college age, and it's like, oh, those are the years, like do whatever you want. Like that's just like your time. And I'm always like, no, this is like the most important so time. I agree it's so crucial. So, Even at my age, I want cool to tell hear you, you I, agree, I agree with you. That's so Because cool. you're making decisions that are so profoundly impacting the rest of your life. Yeah. It doesn't mean that some of those can't. We change directions, of yeah. course. We get to repent. Thank God. All yeah. of those things turn around. Thank God. But right now, so many huge decisions are mm-hmm. being made. Yeah. And uh, it's also just a wonderful time to go, I'll go wherever you lead me. Yeah. And I will give it everything I got wherever you put me. So good. I love it. Well, you mentioned how you've never audibly heard the voice of God, mm. but you hear His Spirit. You know when the Spirit yes. is speaking to you. Yes. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that, but I know you have a new book out, Chasing Vines, oh, coming do. out. I and do. I love it because I listened to the book trailer and you were like talking about like, yeah, I was just sitting in a vineyard. And then, yes. and like, even that, it's like, 
how are you just sitting in a vineyard and all of a sudden you have this book idea and that's like hearing the voice of God. I want you to kind of talk about oh, that so I, I, people I'd can understand to. it. I'd love to because, of course, we're talking right now to people that may not even know it, that they're authors, yeah. teachers. I love to talk about how is it a concept the seed in your heart becomes yeah. something like a book. Yeah. For me, I've used very often the idea of if you'd see a train on a track, when something begins to burn in my heart, then I'm assuming, okay, I start small. It may be that, okay, really God's speaking to me through that. Maybe I'm going to put that on social media. Maybe, maybe I'm going to tweet mm-hmm. that. Maybe I'm going to Instagram that. Yeah. Well, say then that the passion doesn't go away. Like I still, I can't quit thinking about it. I can't quit thinking about it. It's probably going to become an article. Yeah. Okay. Say I write the article. And so you keep seeing that trains moving ahead yeah. on that track. And so I get that article written and I think that, that'll do it. That'll do it. No, it doesn't. I can't, I still can't quit thinking about it. And every major book, Every major book, every major Bible study, it has been exactly the same way. I've tried to do whatever was the immediate thing, and it yeah. didn't satiate. <laughs> so then it becomes almost invariably something I speak on, and then this is going to be it. I went and spoke <laughs> on the vineyard, on the vine and the branches, right after I was in Tuscany. I had a speaking engagement about a week and a half later. It was the natural thing. I went and taught John chapter 15, thought this is done. Oh, no, it wasn't. (laughs) By that time, when I can't get the passion to go away, at this point, about 19 Bible studies in and (laughs) maybe 15 regular books, that has been the pattern. Awesome. And I want somebody to hear this. I always have written out of my own passion. Mm -hmm. I don't want to judge this in any way, but people go, what do you think I should write on next? So put it out on social media. And I'm just going like, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know how that works unless you're into research or something. But it's like, I write on what I'm passionate about. Me too. That's the only thing that pushes that pen across the page and then makes you put up with all the editing and all the waiting and (laughs) all the doing then when it comes out. So that's what's worked for me. And that's what happened that day. I'm visual. And Mm -hmm. I would imagine you are too. And so just staring out at that vineyard and watching those gatherers clip off those last clusters. I mean, it was like John chapter 15 was lived out in front of my eyes. And I said it was the day I got a grape crush. It was my grape crush. I fell in (laughs) love with that whole metaphor. Grape crush. That's awesome. So I love this line. You talk about how life's not always fun, but it can always be fruitful. Kind of expand on that because I always talk about the fruit of the Spirit to so many people because a lot of people are like, yeah, but God's not doing anything in my life right now. And I'm like, yeah, but you have the fruit of the Spirit if you have God. And so I love that line. I was like, yes, yes. So kind of expand on what that looks like. Sadie, you know, I want to tell you one way anybody around you that has any miles on them can tell that the Spirit of God is working in you. Right now, I'm talking straight to you, is because that that you said to whoever that was is a profound truth. When we say, God's not doing anything in me right now, I mean, honestly, we want to go, did you open the Scriptures this Mm -hmm. morning? Because he who spoke, let there be light, and there was, spoke to you. Mm-hmm. in your dorm room, in your kitchen, on your walk to your class. Are you kidding me? Yeah. What do you mean God's not doing anything? Yeah. He spoke his word to you this morning. If his spirit dwells in you, gives you the capacity to love someone, you don't have the wherewithal. To love. You don't even like them. You mm-hmm. don't even like them. 
What, what do you mean he's not doing much? Did you walk past somebody that is rolled up in a ball on the sidewalk and mm-hmm. you can tell that they could really use a little bit of help? And were you able to do anything at all? What do you mean? God's not working in your life. Mm-hmm. I, I think we miss so much of what God is doing, waiting for the big thing. Yeah. But he's saying, yeah. you know, I wanted to train you where nobody's looking. Yeah. I want to know if what you're doing is so that you can perform for people. Think of it in advance. Oh, I'm going to do this. Then I can take a picture of it and Instagram mm-hmm. my good works. Listen, one of the things about God is he's onto our bull. Yeah. He is so <laughs> yeah. onto it. He's so onto it because he's going like, oh, he's forever, ever going after that I motive. That. And yeah. what is it I'm doing in the dark in you yeah. that nobody can see? And I would say to anybody, walk with him in the daily. Walk with him in the daily. Mm-hmm. That you're just even over a test at school. Lord, I need you to remind me. I need to remind me that you're active with him every day. And then tell mm-hmm. me God's not doing anything. Yeah. Hmm. That's so good. He got you through again today. Yeah. Obviously, you talk about Scripture all the time, being rooted in God's Word. And I've learned a lot about that from you. And so many people ask me this question. They're like, Sadie, I want to read the Bible. I want to get started. But how do I get started? Mm -hmm. How do you get so passionate Mm -hmm. about it? So what did that journey look like for you? Like, When did you fall in love with the Word? Oh, I love this. I love this, Sadie, (laughs) because— When I was 18, and somebody's going to be listening to this that knows exactly what I'm talking about, I had all the desire I wanted to, but I was like, exactly what you described. So by this time, I was already doing lots of things in ministry, like taking those girls to camp and really active at my church with the youth. And at my college, I was chaplain of my sorority. I was very vocal with my faith, but I was in the scriptures to the degree that, you know, you just know that you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So I read me some scriptures, whatever, and had a little journal and was doing, you know, what I knew to do, mm-hmm. but I didn't love it yet. I mostly thought at that point of any Bible reading as discipline, not as just the delight of my life. But listen, there's nothing wrong with that because there are days you're reading it because Mm -hmm. it's a spiritual discipline to do it. But I want to push that envelope just a little bit further because you have to see it. You have to see it. If you don't see it modeled, you don't even know it exists. But So I was already going place to place and doing what I would call Christian motivational speaking, inspirational speaking. And, you know, a few verses here and there, but I'd not come to teach yet. Yeah. I get asked at my church to substitute teach for a Sunday school class of a woman that's going to be out for maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what difference could a year make? I could do that. I could teach Sunday school for a year. Well, I got in there and I just got a very, very outgoing personality. I thought, well, we're going to have so much fun. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, we did. Let <laughs> me tell you, we did. That class was absolutely packed. You couldn't have gotten another person in there if you had tried. But I was terrible. I mean, I was terrible. I was fun. Don't misunderstand me. But I did not have a clue what I was doing. I did not have a clue what I was doing. I was 27. I could get a verse and talk around it. And I think to myself all the time, why did you use a quarterly? I mean, we had actual (laughs) materials at church gave. I was way too cool for that. Way too cool for that. And I was aerobics teacher at the same time. So I was bringing all of that energy, you know, grapevine, all those moves. We were doing all those things in the spirit. So um, in the church bulletin, there's this thing that says Bible doctrine class. And it's starting in a couple of Sundays. And we were talking about that 
inaudible voice of God in us. It was like a thunderous word within my heart, like, go. I mean, the Lord was like, put us both out of our misery. (laughs) And so I got my pens and I got my notebook and I thought, well, I'm going to go to the Bible doctrine class and Mm -hmm. uh, got there that Sunday. There were only about 15 of us in there. And it was like, I was glad to be there, but I was probably not going to want to go out to supper with any of them. You know what I'm saying? I just couldn't tell. Nobody looked really fun. And I thought, but you know, we do this because this is godly. This is godly. You do this because you're godly. And so, you know, I just sat there trying to be godly. And this dude walks up to the podium. I'm not a very emotional person publicly, but I, to this day, almost cannot tell this story without crying. He walks up to the podium, just in a small Sunday school room, opens up his Bible, and he begins to teach us. And he doesn't have a thunderous voice. Sadie, what you and I picture as an orator, none of those things. What he did is he loved the scriptures better than he loved his food. Mm. I cannot express to you what I saw in that man's face. And as he taught it, his eyes just sparkled mm. and the tears set up on wow. the lids of his eyes. Just by virtue, he would read a portion of, of Ephesians and he'd not be able to wow. read it. And I was surprised. Mm. And I, I could not take a note. Mm. I did not know anybody. I'd seen people love Jesus, but I had never seen anybody mm. just love the scriptures like that. And uh, I... I, I don't think I ever turned to a scripture. Mm. I just sat there and stared at him. I thought, what? He was an alien to me. Wow. He might as well have been a Martian. And I, I walked out of there. I didn't stay after nothing. I walked out of that class. It was a Sunday evening, and I got in my car, and I shut the door, and I burst into tears, and I said, I don't know what that was, but I want it. Mm. And God gave it to me. And He so wants us to love his word that anyone who prays for him to give him Mm -hmm. or her that love for it, it's going to come alive. In fact, I'm going to tell you today, because somebody's listening, it's 19, 20, maybe Mm -hmm. you're 16, maybe you're 24. Listen, I'm saying start praying it today. Lord, give me a supernatural Mm -hmm. love for the scriptures. Make it exhilarating and exciting Mm -hmm. to me. Give me the fervor for it. And here's what I want to tell you. Today, if you ask that in your car, wherever you are Mm -hmm. right now, I want you then to follow it up and go, thank you so much that you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Because the Word of God says in 1 John chapter 5, if we ask according to His Mm -hmm. will, we will receive what we have asked. And I promise you, if I know my first name from my last, if I know Genesis from Revelation, I promise you, if you pray that, and don't just pray it once, I still pray these things on a continuous basis, Lord. Give me a supernatural love for your son mm. and give me a supernatural love for your word. And he continues to give me that fervor. And that's what would do it. If wow. we just continue to look at it for discipline, then we won't have the enjoyment out of it. Yeah. He'll blow your mind, wow. blow your mind to bits with his brilliance if you want him to. Wow, that's so powerful. Well, I don't think 
we could end it in a better way than that. And I'm sure a lot of people are sitting in their car soaking on that right now. Take some time. Let it soak. Pray into that right now. Don't miss this opportunity to even respond in your car and pray that prayer that God would just enlighten your eyes and just you'd fall so much more in love with his son and his word. And Beth, I can't thank you enough. I've had a I just want to say like to everybody listening, you know, obviously I was a little nervous about today just because I look up to you so much. I just respect you so much. But you are the most personable, loving person. And it has been such a joy and so life-giving to sit with you. you. And so thank you for just being such a great example to so many people and just leading the way. It's awesome. I'm so proud of you, Sadie. I almost don't have words for it. Girl, (laughs) do that thing God has called you you to do. Thank you so much. My pleasure. That was so awesome. Hey everybody, today we're going to change it up a little bit And no, I'm not going to stick with this accent We're actually changing it because Christian is going to interview me In a British accent Oh wow, now this is really getting spicy And so what we're going to do is take the questions that you guys sent in On Good and Bad Advice from the Whoa That's Good Instagram account Thank you so much And Christian's going to ask me if I think it is good or bad advice So here are some questions that can either be good or bad advice Okay, I'm going to stop talking Okay (laughs) Work smarter and not harder. Personally, I'm going to say it's not like very relatable advice to me because sometimes I don't feel like I'm super smart in an area of life, but I feel like if I work really hard, then I can achieve it. That's good. Like my favorite quote says, I've quoted so many times on the show. One day we're going to do like a recap of what's good and it's going to be like me saying this like over and over and over again. But Albert Einstein, wisdom is not the product of schooling, but of the lifelong attempt to acquire it. Work harder, not smarter. That used to be a post in your room. It did. All right. Two ears, one mouth. Listen twice as much as you speak. Is this a riddle? I don't know. It says two Wait. ears, comma, two one mouth, ears, dash. One mouth, listen harder than you speak. No, listen twice as much listen as you speak. Listen twice as so much like, as you speak. Actually, I think that's good advice. And really I think advice. that's biblical advice because it says um, be quick to listen, slow to speak. That's so true. Slow to become angry. Okay. Who does this remind you of? Don't smell it. Just eat it really fast. Good or bad advice? Who does that remind me of? You. Me. <laughs> I've never seen anybody eat faster than Christian Huff. Like, literally, it'll be like a cheeseburger and fries, and I'll turn around and be like, whoa, did, like, a vacuum cleaner just walk by? Like, it's insane. And I can't smell either, so that does not really apply to me. Yeah. Try everything. (laughs) That's bad advice. Horrible advice. Horrible. Like, go for it in life. Like, try new things, but don't try everything. Bad advice. that's not good. That's really bad advice. Steer clear. Okay. Dream as if you will live forever. Live as if you will die today. So many of these are making my brain hurt. Wait, say one more time. Dream as if you will live forever. Live as if you will die today. I like that. I really do. because You got to ponder it for a second. I got to say, I wrote a chapter in my book. Shout out to my book, Live. Go buy it right now. Um, But I wrote a chapter about living as if you would die today. And not in like a like 
sad way and like a really exhilarating way because you know we don't know how many days we have to live and as i was singing that song like i went i was just about to say that that song shout out to mcgraw like i always sing that song but then the day that i went skydiving i listened to that song all day long and it gave me like a whole new like perspective of that song so i started to read into it and the people that wrote the song like his friend like genuinely thought that he had this like doctor's report that he got a bad doctor's report basically that he said he wasn't gonna live very long so he went out and did all these things that he had always wanted to do well then he goes back to the doctor and they said oh we're so sorry that was a false report you actually don't have anything wrong with you you were just born with that and so he's like well like there was nothing wrong with me yet i lived my life in the past few weeks so much better than before and think about that it's like what am i holding back and not doing because I'm just like living life easier, taking life for granted. And so I really like that piece of advice. I do too. Yeah. I remember when I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Flu Mesher. <laughs> <laughs> Tries not to laugh at self. <laughs> okay. This, this is the last one. It's kind of confusing to me though. You can make it, gun it. You can make it, gun it. Oh, like in the car. Like you can make it, gun it. I'm going to say bad advice because we have lots of parents listening and police officers who we're very thankful for. And we should not be gunning it because we're going to get there when we get there. And it's all going to be all right, kids. All right? Go the speed limit. Go the speed limit. Christian, you have any advice on that? Go the speed limit. (laughs) 70 means 70. (laughs) Yep. Somebody just got a lesson recently. Well, I I hope that y'all received so much good advice today. We love y'all. We're thankful for y'all's advice that you send in, and we'd love to talk about it. So keep sending in to the Will It's Good Podcast Instagram. And yeah, let's stay connected. Woohoo! Thank you so much for listening to the Whoa That's Good podcast. I have so much fun doing this. I hope y'all have fun listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Legit City Rob and follow the podcast at Whoa That's Good Podcast. Head on over to liveoriginal.com to see when I'm in a city near you or visit Live Original blog on our online store, which carries my exclusive Words by City Rob line. Also, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave comments so we can hear what you're loving. I want to give a special shout out to my audio engineer, Marcus DePala, the whole team at United Talent Agency, and my Live Original team. You guys are awesome, and hey, so are all of you too. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.